So we're back with So You Think You Know Sports. The dust has settled at least a little bit when it comes to the NBA and free agency. Uh, we, as a show, um, So You Think You Know Sports cover football, basketball, and sometimes UFC. We're very much focused in on the NBA, especially since of all this NBA free agency that has uh, started on June 30th uh, this this past Sunday. Uh, we will also be going over free agency, what to expect when it comes to the teams and how they're pair, paired up now, and kind of also preview the NFL season so we can kind of get warmed up to it, into it. But I do want to go ahead and introduce the host. My name is Alex, and go ahead, Muhammad, say something for him. Hey, just want to say what's up to all the listeners. Um, thank you for listening, and uh, keep listening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Run those listens up. But uh, we're going to jump right in. Uh, we're going to go to the biggest subject, which is the NBA free agency. It's been a lots of lots of moves that have happened in 24 hours from when the NBA free agency officially started. Uh, it officially started June 30th at 6 p.m., but it seemed like the majority of these deals were already set beforehand. Uh, we're not going to say that there's been tampering, but uh, when it comes to these new teams that are uh, aligned together now, which do you think is a better super team? Because uh, now KD and Kyrie have signed to the Nets, and of course LeBron and Anthony Davis have uh, joined up at the Lakers. Which one do you think uh, makes a better super team? I forget Andre. Sorry, DeAndre Jordan also is on the Nets. Yeah, well. When I really think about it, I don't think either one of them are super teams because the the Nets with um, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and also DeAndre Jordan, I would say that there are only two superstars on that team and DeAndre Jordan isn't really that much of a star. I think he's made the all-star team maybe once or twice, but I wouldn't call that a super team. I wouldn't okay. call it I wouldn't call the Lakers a super team either. They only have two superstars. I mean, they are at the top, but they're not a super team. Now, if they get Kawhi Leonard like everybody's been saying he's been leaning towards, then that's a super team, a definite yeah. super team. I agree, but I can I disagree. Uh, I would actually say the Nets are more of a super team, only due to the fact that they didn't have to gut their whole team to create the new uh, power dynamic they have now with Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and DeAndre Jordan. That's a great big three, but the big thing is all the players that played on the Nets last year who are going to still be on the team this coming year have averaged more than 20 points. Each, each one of them averaged more than 20 points over the last season. So I would say that's a bigger, I, I would say a power team, not a super team. Now, if, if, Kawhi does go to the Lakers, which I am really hoping for, and I was really trying to wait it out. So by the time this actually fully officially comes out, Kawhi will more than likely be signed to the Lakers because I'm I'm over here crossing my fingers. Uh, but even with that, that is a super team. I, it'd be hard not to say that's not a super team, even though they will have nobody on the bench. They will have the bottom of the bottom of the bottom of the players, and all the points are really going to have to come from these uh, super players. Well, who cares if you don't have a bench when you have basically three top five players? People are trying to make it sound like, oh, this they have maybe top ten. No, top five players. 
Yeah, the rest of that doesn't matter. It's I don't I don't want to see that. I really don't. But you know, it might happen. I, I didn't want to see it, but you know, I, I love to stack the deck for LeBron. You know, I want everything to be easy for LeBron when it's been so hard for so long for LeBron. And now, it is. It is. Go ahead. Go now, ahead. how biased do you sound right there? You. Oh, no, I, I know I am. I come on now. I I, I've you never just, denied not being biased when it comes to LeBron. Like, like, like you get on KD about stacking the deck, going to the Warriors, but then when it comes to LeBron, you're just like, you know what? I love it. Now, I like LeBron and everything, but I don't like him the way that you like him. I, I don't know. It's it's just not the same for me. Well, I, I can I, – I, I hear you on that. But I wouldn't – like I said, I wouldn't say that uh, it's still uh, – it still sounds stupid to say they're not a super team. But it's nothing like a super team like Golden State. Golden State had a bench along with the players they had. Uh, the past two years, other than this past year, which is what caught them up. They didn't have enough players to actually uh, be there to to score for them, to at least perform pretty well. They injuries, along with not having a bench, was the downfall of the Golden State Warriors of the 2009 season. Um, I, 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 like, I, I'm sorry. I'm going to go ahead and say it. If Kawhi does go, it is a super team, even if they're just playing four-on-five out there with Kuzma, uh, Kawhi, AD, and LeBron. Even if you play four on five, that's still a uh, super team. <laughs> I agree. I definitely agree. Uh, I, you know, I, I watched Undisputed today and saw that Chris Broussard. He was saying that Kawhi Leonard is leaning toward the Lakers, the Raptors. They have that the second best chance of being um, that team that he signs to. The Clippers are at the bottom. But man, I really don't want to see that. So. Yeah. I, I jumped straight into, of course, the Nets and the Lakers debate. But who do you really feel which team made the best free agency signings? Well, everybody's talking about the Nets. I think, well, I mean, the Nets, obviously, I think they did the best as far as free agent signing. Uh, they basically have propelled themselves to contenders. Maybe not completely next year, but. Within these next few years, they are. But the Utah Jazz, they have done well. Oh, they will they, be a team yeah. that to reckon with next year. I agree. I definitely agree. But I would say the uh, the team that made the biggest moves uh, in this past 24 hours, that would be the Philadelphia 76ers. They have now become a super defensive team. And as I've said before, Defense wins championships. They will now have a starting five of Al Horford, uh, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris. They sign him back on, and they get Josh uh, Richardson from Miami in a trade for Jimmy Butler. And I know I've already sketched out they said that the 76ers have kind of won this so far. But, of course, if the Lakers get Kawhi, they've clearly won in this situation. But just to give you a breakdown on all the different free agency uh, signings in this past 24 hours, J.J. Reddick went to the New Orleans Pelicans, which is a big, big, big signing. Along I think that's KD a loss and, for uh, well, the 76ers. Yeah, yeah. We're going to go, we're gonna go uh, straight down on the list on this one. So uh, we're going to say real quick on each one. Uh, KD and Kyrie to the Nets. Uh, four year, 64 million for KD. Four year, 41 million for Kyrie. Uh, Kyrie. How do you feel about that? Thumbs up, thumbs down. Uh, 
Well, great move for the Nets. Uh, great move for uh, Kyrie and Kevin Durant. You know, I have to clap my hands. Round of applause to Kevin Durant for moving. Uh, he's going to be in a new place where he hasn't played before to rehab and basically spend the whole year rehabbing. So good job to him. Am, am I rooting for him to win a championship? Not really, but that's, that's, a, that's a great thing that he did. Yeah, I, I, I definitely I, – I think it's a good move for him to cement a different legacy. Uh, then you have Kimba getting signed by the Celtics with a four-year deal for $41 million. How you feel about that? Kimba I, Charlotte. Well, it's really a good move for both teams, kind of. Now, actually, let me take that back. Now, what they did as far as getting Terry Rozier and paying him – that that doesn't make any sense. They the stupidity of the Charlotte Hornets just continues. But I, I think it's a, a really good move for the Celtics. I think they basically kind of get the same type of player as far as comparing it to Kyrie Irving, but without the attitude. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I would say they they gain a closer and by replacing with a closer who was going to leave in, anyway, close the door on their hopes. Uh, but I do think the Celtics got better. Uh, I do have more confidence they, that they are going to make the playoffs next year. But I do see why the Hornets made the move they made. They were, like I, I, was, I said many episodes ago, that the Hornets weren't going to give Kimba that money. And, Michael Jordan is too tight with his money, even though he has so much money. He's so tight on his money, he was not going to give that to Kimba because they would have had to put themselves in, put themselves three steps to five steps back for a, a good amount of years if they did sign him. And do you really see him leading them to a championship by himself or them actually bringing somebody else? Not really. This is why, why it's a good move for the Hornets, though. Well, I, I feel like it would have been a good move for them if they didn't pay Terry Rozier. I, I think that's that's the only fallback to this. I Letting him go, that's that. fine. Actually, was going to address that. Uh, this That's actually the positive. Where you see the negative, I actually see the positive. Uh, Terry Rozier got signed to a three-year, $54 million deal. Now, Kimba got signed to a four-year, $141 million uh, deal. That's a big difference in payout. That's almost somewhere around 80, 82. I'm not fully doing the math right now, but $82 million difference in one year difference between those two players. I know you're not getting the superstardom. You're not getting a ticket seller. You're not getting what we did have in Kimba when it comes to uh, North Carolina and the Charlotte Hornets. But you you get a little bit more uh, mediocrity than was already going to happen anyway. But t- tell me, when is Charlotte going to do better? Seriously. Well, I-, I know that the, I, the diehard I, I Charlotte agree. fans are sick of this. I I do agree because I do want to have faith in the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, but I think this is how they actually do it. Stepping back, even though all this money's flying around, about $2.1 billion uh, amount of deals got done in less than 24 hours when it comes to all the free agents. But... I think they need to step back, save a little bit of money, get behind that luxury tax, and maybe we can play – maybe they can actually play in the free agent game in one to two years. And actually maybe get one really good player. 
Because if they build a, a stable grounding, they might get. I mean, they, they're going to have to be above six six though. Well, I, I don't see how they do it because they they have bad contracts right now. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, we, I'm not including um Terry Rozier. I'm just talking yeah, about just we, their current ones. True, but we've spent a lot of time on that. So, uh, so I'm gonna go over and run down the next one, the uh, next couple ones. Now, uh, Derek Rose, he's going to the Bit Pistons, so now he's gonna be ch- teaming up with Blake Griffin, which hopefully gets them to at least the uh, to the playoffs. Uh, now, and Ricky Rubio gets goes gets signed to the Phoenix Suns, which they have a very good, strong young team, and he's good to be able to control the ball. Uh, I think that's a pretty good move for the Suns. Uh, and as I mentioned before, Al Horford has gotten signed to the uh, to Philly for 190, sorry, 109 million for four years, and Julius Randle to the Knicks for uh, three years. And I'll run down the rest of these here real quick. Uh, Jimmy Butler to the Heat for 142 mil. DeAndre Jordan to the Nets for four years, 40 million. Clay Thompson getting the big, big check with five years, 191 mil from Golden State. And Enos Cantor gets signed to a two-year deal for 10 million to Portland. He had exactly six minutes to decide whether he was going to sign with Portland again and ended up out of there. Seriously, the the front office gave him six minutes to to decide. Was he in the building? I mean, wait. yeah, he was in the building. He was in front of them, but he had six minutes to, to decide. That I think they kind of made his decision for him when once you propose an ultimatum like that. But yeah, um, to uh, propose a, a a good question uh, here, uh, do you, why do you think that KD and Kyrie really chose the Nets over the Knicks? <laughs> Well, it's it's pretty easy. The Knicks are a dumpster fire. Uh, they their their management is terrible. Nobody yeah. wants to play for them, and the Knicks really don't have a good team. They don't have any pieces around them. I don't think. Uh, but but Not beforehand, really. with their rookie, uh, you got RJ Barrett. You, you never know what he's gonna be. But the <laughs> Nets have already made the playoffs, and they just look like they're gonna be. A better team in the long run. Yeah, yeah, uh, I must agree because earlier, as I said, um, all of the other players that are on this team have averaged over twenty points last season, so they have a very, 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 very good foundation when it comes to the Nets. Uh, and I agree, the Nets are a dumpster fire, but it would have been a nice little four there with R.J. Barrett, Kevin Durant, Kyrie. And uh, DeAndre Jordan, that would have built him for great success. But I think it was the disrespect that KD, uh, they weren't going to offer him the max. For some reason, the Knicks said they weren't going to offer the max, which is highly disrespectful. And to add some positives, uh, so we'll address each one of these. But uh, the owner has heavy ties to China. Uh, Of course, Rock Nation is also in Brooklyn, which the Brooklyn Nets are in Brooklyn. And... The New York market, the Yes Network, money. Well, the the owner, they did say he was kind of cautious about offering him the max. But maybe it was that Katie just didn't like what he saw. And then the Knicks owner just says, you know what? We weren't going to offer you the max anyway. It's like whenever you see some girl and she rejects you. Mm-hmm. And then you're like... 
you don't look that good anyway. That's yeah, probably what it was. It's a punk move. It's a punk move because you didn't really have the confidence you were looking to trash her anyway, which is exactly what the Knicks were looking to do. This is exactly prime example why nobody wants to go to the Knicks and no one's going to go to the Knicks, especially until James Dolan sells this team. Um, simply as simple as that. He's out here being a scorned, turned down side chick, and <laughs> it, it's literally minutes after it comes out that Durant is going to go to the Knicks, they release a I'm not sure whether it was Twitter, IG, or what, but they put, they officially put out a statement saying that they weren't going to offer him the max anyway. How stupid can you be? Uh, very stupid. They, I mean, but that. they have a track record of being dumb, so <laughs> it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I, I must agree very much. Now, uh, with the still still. Only one more big free agent out there, which is Kawhi. And word on the street is that he's actually really leaning toward the Lakers. I really thought the Lakers had no chance at this. I thought this was a even a bad idea to just think of in your own head, much less to think is actually going to happen in reality. But since Magic Johnson and Kawhi's uncle have heavy ties with each other they have now had a heavy communication and it makes it very likely that Kawhi is going to sign with the Lakers I I want to call this mini segment magic trick because magic has magic Johnson has now pulled off one of the best magic tricks we've ever seen when it comes to the NBA and I and if he does come back to the Lakers in some capacity he should be signed <laughs> so you think this is tampering? Uh, I think it's the best magic trick ever. That, to the literal way I'm saying it, because his name is Magic. Because, okay. Okay. Look. Look at the breakdown of the the timeline here. Just a, just a little bit of the timeline, because if this was actually planned, it was so ingenious that I, I can't believe somebody would actually put that type of uh, all those chips in one one place. First off, uh, Magic Johnson joins on to the Lakers to then lure LeBron in, which he actually does. They they really are master him. They make him feel comfortable, feel that it's a solid franchise. He is there for the first year. Things don't fully work out as he's just going to uh, get him straight there, which all that happens. But Magic eventually steps down. But shortly before he steps down, he was having frustrations on the fact that he couldn't just talk to players like he could talk to players before. He thought he could play by magic rules. So I think he he possibly thought up a very ingenious idea to quit the Lakers and still work for the Lakers. Now you can talk to anybody. You can talk to them anywhere but in a Lakers meeting. That's why I say if he does come back in any capacity, they do have to find him for collusion, whatever you want to uh, find him for. But it would have been an ingenious idea. Well, I, I think you can't you can't find him for that because I, I'm I'm not sure of the exact rules, but he was not under the Lakers as an employee 
the time that he was trying to get Kawhi Leonard onto the team. So I don't think you can go and backtrack and say it's tampering or any type of thing like that. What if he actually comes back in the middle of the season and becomes president of operations? Well, I, there's nothing you can do about that. He wasn't part of the team. He wasn't part of the team. But like you were saying, this is a very good, ingenious move if this was the plan the whole time. And if it works. It makes you think how smart were they to play play dumb. Because they pulled off the AD trade that nobody thought was going to pull. They they pulled off the LeBron attracting that nobody thought they were fully going to pull off. They got AD, which didn't think was going to actually happen. It was a dumpster fire. And now Kawhi is a heavy favorite to come to the Lakers? What in the world is going on here? <sighs> Another Golden State Warriors. I, I, I hear you, but not fully. Not fully, because this is not a 72-win team. This is not... Uh, this if is they not want to, they could. Unit. They, they can. I, I, I agree. I think if that happens, they, they go three-peat. Uh, just that minimum two out of three. Uh, that's well, what well it, it's easy to say that now. But look okay. at how we looked at the Warriors. We thought that they would be going on winning at least three. At the least three, we thought. Uh, at least huh? most people. Well, they did get three uh, throughout the full go, but then not with not with KD. But this actually segues perfectly into the next uh, segment, which is legacy. It's pretty familiar, but we're going to go in the route of these actual teams. Who will have the better legacy overall? Will it be the Nets with uh, the power three, KD, Kawhi, and um, DeAndre Jordan? Or will it be Golden State, the I'm talking about the, the current Golden State. The Golden State that's going to exist now, the, the Hampton Three, or the Lakers. Actually, sorry. No, let's let's go with the past Golden State. We'll go with the past Golden State. Past Golden State, the current Lakers with Kawhi for uh, the Nets. Who has the better legacy? Well, it, it depends on whether there's count more. Okay, I'm going to say if KD wins with the Nets those would count more than both of those teams winning championships, either the Lakers with all three of those superstars mm-hmm. or the ones that he won with Golden State. If KD so, wins with the Nets, they, those count more than both of those rings with those other teams. So are you saying he has two in this situation or he has one in this situation? If he gets one, it counts more, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I I wouldn't say one. He I think he needs two. Uh, like I said, boy, he needs two to really okay. prove what he uh to to even kind of touch the Golden State legacy that he was a part of. Uh, and I I think if Kawhi does join the Lakers, then yeah, they simply go off legacy if they win two. Oh, okay. In the case of LeBron, he won mm-hmm. two at Miami and one in Cleveland. Doesn't that Cleveland one count more than those ones in Miami? Only because that's the team he got drafted to. And it was always this hope that he was going to be the one to bring them a championship after that long, long drought. 
That that's the only reason why I think that. Now the Brooklyn Nets are the way whatever way you want to look at it, they are kind of a new team, but not a new team because they were in New Jersey, but now they're in Brooklyn. Uh even in the past, did any Nets win, ever win any championships? Uh, I, I don't think I'm so. I'm not sure. I don't think so. I, I really don't think so. So this would be, of course, uh, president it for him to win one there in New York, but I think it would meant, would have meant more if he actually won for the Knicks. I, I guess. Yeah, it probably would. But the, the Knicks, it, it's just too much that you had to deal with being with yeah, the Knicks. I, I agree. He, he shouldn't have went there. You see this uh, this owner who will act very sporadic, and y'all are already kind of emotional group when it comes to uh, KD and how Kyrie does deals with confrontation. Uh, but um, who do you think wins a ring first? The current now uh, Golden State Warriors with Clay. Curry and Draymond, that power three with the uh, Kyrie, Kevin Durant, and DeAndre Jordan, or is it going to be the Lake Show with LeBron and AD, with or without Kawhi? Because I I have the same ex- expectations for them, whether they get Kawhi or if they don't. Well, Who wins well. the ring first? Uh, just to kind of review the question. Okay. I think you can kind of cut out the Warriors in this situation. So, so that they leaves won't get the ring first. No, they will not. So that leaves the Lakers and the Nets. And I'm going to say the Lakers. They they would have to be the one that win that ring first. Well, that, they would be my pick first. I would I would say so also simply due to the odds. Um, in a way, we kind of all count out go to the state for next year, no matter who they play with, no matter who they trade for. As long as Clay's out, is pretty much over for their championship runs until they're able to build a better team. Um, now, when it comes to the Nets, you still got a full year of KD not being there. I think the Nets actually still make it pretty far in the play uh, to the in the playoffs next year. I actually think they go to the conference finals. I think it's gonna actually be eerily similar to what happened to uh, Kyrie with the Boston Celtics, how they made it to the to the what Eastern Conference Finals and then had he had to come back in the next year. But we'll deal with that possible drama later on. So yes, I do think it's the Lakers because their window is now. Their window is these next two years, especially this next year. So, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, Lakers would be the next one, which would mean LeBron would be the next up for having a ring against any other powerful duo that has been out uh, or has now recently assembled. Uh, but uh, with all of this, I think they're just going to be overwhelming when it comes to, it, to having Kawhi, though. Yeah, they would definitely be overwhelming. It doesn't matter who they're going to build around them as far as bench and the rest of the starting five. That's an overwhelming starting three. But one thing that they have to watch out for is injuries. Because Kawhi Leonard, even though he, you know, showed up in the playoffs, did very well, much deserves MVP. He took off a lot of games. But I think this is also one reason in his pitch 
to Kawhi. Now you do not have to do it alone. Even if two of us are hurt, we still have a star leading a team that still should win. I think that's the pitch. We're all powerful enough to be leaders. So why not join up together and have the lesser of the barrel around us? Let us all get the credit and all get the blame. Uh, But just to kind of move the uh, conversation along, uh, we're going to do a different version of Word on the Street. Now, new on the agenda for the NBA, the NBA is looking to move up the West Coast games to roughly about 6 p.m. West Coast time. Now, East Coast time is going to be right about 9 p.m., so it's no real change there, along with possibly shorten the NBA season, which I only see it as less money, and even threw in a wild idea of a mid-season tournament. But this proposal a really great question. Do you think that these ideas are changing the current NBA due to the fans' pressure, or is it to spark more players to have interest in the regular season? I think it's to spark more interest in the regular season and also have the players stop complaining about there being too many games and they're being hurt and they need more rest. I, I, I think that's what it mainly is. I don't know. If, I don't think it's really the fans. I mean, they probably are listening to the fans, but that doesn't push you in a direction of making these major changes. I think it will be probably for the better. And I have to, uh, give a round of applause to the NBA for being so forward thinking and trying to always please the fans and the players. And they, they're really ahead of the game. Yeah, I I agree. I don't think I agree with them on all their ideas and hopefully they don't try to throw all these in a combination where they shorten the season, uh, move up the games and create a mid season tournament. It just seems like a lot. Uh, but I, I, I do I am very big fan of the moving the games up because it it makes it to where people can actually watch these West Coast games because people are going to want to see the Lake Show. I think it's a a it's a shoe in that they're going to move these games up simply because people want to actually watch who's playing in the West. And when you have three of the top five players on one team, possibly, then you're going to want to have that on TV. It gets your viewership. It gets you your money. Yes, I agree. And they might run into a little bit of a problem where the games overlap. So they probably need to make it more accessible for us to watch these games at the same time. Kind of like what... Perfect. Okay. Well, kind of like what, what the NFL does with the NFL Sunday ticket. We need something like that. I know there's NBA access or whatever it's called, mm-hmm. but I, I think they need to make that more accessible and easier for people to buy that. That way you get more people invested into the NBA and more people watching. Yeah, I, I would agree. I would agree. Like a a, a split game thing on in TNT or something like that. Uh, it, it maybe give more of a college feel to the NBA. I don't think the NBA really needs to change much to get more, more interest in it. I actually think it's a little bit more interesting than the sports we currently are very interested in in the, in the U.S., which would be like football versus basketball. The tides have kind of changed the other way around. Then now uh, NBA is slightly dominates 
uh, the talk. I have to disagree with that. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't think the NBA is king in, in the U.S. It's, it's still the NFL. Okay, so yeah, I, I would say yeah. Okay, um, we 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 can go back and forth on that one, but uh, I think the future only can tell which one is really going to win out because uh, the NFL is getting less interest due to the head injuries, due to uh, that people not wanting their kids to play it, due to the to the protests, due to just different small things, and hope maybe. The love for that past pastime will actually grow again when it comes to the U.S. I actually think they're leaning more towards the NBA just because there's more headlines and you can connect more to the actual players. There's less people to have pay attention to. Well, okay, yeah, I, I agree that the the NBA is more forward thinking and they are more progressive than the NFL. But mm-hmm. the NFL is just, I feel like it's so much more interesting. The NBA is basically hype that most of the time doesn't live up to the hype, especially mm. like with with this free agency stuff. It's you know everybody's all happy what? now, but then once the season actually comes around, there's a lot of letdown. At least for me. Well, you're. It's like we're we're moving perfectly in this uh this rhythm of the of this episode because we are gonna go into the preview of the. NFL. I, I I just personally think when it comes to the NBA, we're going to be on opposite sides on this one because I think the NBA is heavily captivating where the M, uh, NFL is losing is uh, much much interest because how many people will actually remember the Super Bowl? I'm sorry, but that was one of the most boring products ever put out. <laughs> I remember the Super Bowl. Course, but but that's fan. not the only game that's ever <laughs> existed in well for this past season. There were multiple games that people tuned in for. Now people have said you know the ratings are down, but the NFL still has higher ratings per game than the NBA at this yeah. moment. Yeah, I, I would agree, but eh, you can always kind of argue the both points due to the fact that there's so many more basketball games than there are football games. Uh, it's, 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 it, we can always go back and forth on that. But I, I, I want to give uh, start off the conversation a little bit better with which players are you looking most forward to seeing play in the 2019-2020 NFL season? Well, I'm really looking forward to the Madden cover guy. Patrick Mahomes, seeing if he can duplicate the same season that he had last season. Because, you know, he took the NFL by storm by throwing so many touchdowns and looking like almost the best quarterback in the league. He was amazing last year. Now, he has lost some pieces as far as Kareem Hunt and maybe Tyreek Hill because of his uh, off-the-field problems, but I still think he'll do pretty good, but um, the, the yeah. Chiefs, they'll they'll be somewhere in the same area. Maybe not number one in the AFC. Well, I hope he balls out like he balled out last year because I, I was going to lead with Patrick Mahomes also. He was the most captivating thing about the NFL last year. One reason why I did want to see him in the Super Bowl versus what the product we saw. Um, when they come with the Patriots, you know, I, I'm a prime hater for the Patriots and 
here again, we're on opposite sides because you are a Patriots fan. Yes, um, but, but there are two teams <laughs> who play in the Super Bowl, not just one. Hey, the Rams didn't show up. They got out coached. Eh, the game was boring. It was a bunch of field goals. <laughs> okay, okay. It's it's not it's it wasn't the most nail biting game. Um, it was the most. Uh, sorry, it really was not like really not hating specifically on the Patriots. That overall thing was very highly extremely boring. Because one of the most exciting Super Bowls I saw was the Philly versus uh, Patriots. Exactly, some of the most captivating Super Bowls have been with the Patriots in it. So I don't have any problems with saying they have exciting Super Bowls. That That's true. One though, that one last year was extremely, extremely boring. Okay, I can see on your side not being a fan of either team. You're like, I want to see some more scoring, not this, you know, punts and field goals. That's true. Who does want to see that? Did, did you? No, I just want to see my <laughs> team win. That's all I wanted to see. But, but even let's go. Even a few years back, um, just looking at the Patriots versus Falcons, that was a great Super Bowl. I know not for a lot of other people, but it was for me. And, you know, I was just so nervous. And there was at one point I was just like, I don't even want to watch this anymore. But I still kept it on. Well, I'll, I'll go along with that. You know, the most exciting Super Bowl. Like, one where I really, really, like, ran out the room, extremely excited, like, I played in the Super Bowl. It was the Super Bowl where the Patriots were going to go undefeated and lost in the Super Bowl to the Giants. I'm not even a Giants fan, but I ran out that house so happy, so happy the Patriots lost. <laughs> Did I hit you the know, sore spot? <laughs> you know, it, it, it hurt for a long time. And it especially hurt very for a very long time until they won against the Seahawks. That it it hurt for a very long time. And then they no. kept showing that same David Tyree catch. I could not watch that at all. I, every time you know that Gatorade commercial, I just turn yeah. it off. I was like, I cannot watch this. <laughs> Why didn't they get Eli Manning down? He sucks. Well, I, you know who it hurts worse for though. This is actually sparked a really good conversation when it comes to football. I didn't even really think it would be this exciting. But who it hurts for worse would be Randy Moss. How do you have an undefeated season and don't win the Super Bowl and do some of the amazing things he did in that season and come up empty at the end? I know that has to hurt. That that really has to hurt. It it, it does hurt. I, I'm pretty sure it, it hurts even more for him because he never got to take part in any rings because the yeah. Patriots, you know, they end up winning three more rings and about seven years later. I know that's a long time, but <laughs> he can't wait long for he can't play forever. But I, yeah, I it's, 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 it's got to hurt about that moment in that time. Like if odds were all the way stacked in your favor when you're going, you had an undefeated season. And you were looking to go undefeated and all the way to the Super Bowl and lost to trash Eli Manning. Because Eli is trash. He throws those ducks. Well, Every day yeah. You know, as, as much trash as I, as I do talk about Eli Manning and will continue to, he is not the worst quarterback ever. But, you know, he, he showed up in those moments. He was, you know, got he was mobile. And got loose and just threw up a prayer and it was answered and the dude caught it. 
But I mean, that didn't win the game for them. They still had to go down and score that touchdown, which you know it ended up being the game-winning touchdown. But it it's, it really sucked in the moment. But thankfully, oh. you know, the Patriots have been on top for the last four or five years. So you know, it all works years. out. It all works out. The past twenty years out here. But okay, that, that's that's true. But whenever you get so close and don't win, that makes you feel even worse. So, you rather so not make the playoffs. I, I, we we could dive all day into that whole uh, subject, and I would say there are numbers that differ to say that Eli is a possibly the worst quarterback out there. But we'll <laughs> we'll we'll cover stuff like that uh, later on. But uh, which uh, NFL team are you looking most forward to looking at or consuming their product in the upcoming season? Okay, it would be the Patriots. Um... I mean, it is, but another team that I'm interested in is mm-hmm. the Minnesota Vikings. Wow, okay. I really like the pairing with Thielen and Diggs. I like those two receivers, and it just goes together saying Thielen and Diggs. But they do have a above-average quarterback in Kirk Cousins, which I hope that he does well this season. He was really up and down. He has some really great games, and then some mediocre games and in some kind of bad games and i think with coming coming up after um being in the system for a year i think that he'll do better this year well i I think he said he he doesn't want to be a 500 uh a 500 quarterback which means like going even on your season like eight games to eight games if they're for Mm -hmm. people who don't know uh but he is literally that Cousins. <laughs> he is literally that. If you look at his stats, he that is his overall about a, uh, a 500 quarterback. A, a, you're going to win half the games and you're going to lose half the game type quarterback. He honestly was not on my list to even mention about which teams you should be excited for. I, just to kind of name a few, I really want to see it would be the Raiders because you got Antonio Brown there. You got the Steelers. What is uh, Ben going to actually do when he doesn't have his his safety nets well, with uh, Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown? Uh, Cowboys, just to see the failure that continues to happen. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, the Chiefs, now you know that the reason why I want to see the Chiefs is because of Patrick Mahomes, so it's all for positive reasons there. And the Baltimore Ravens with uh, who's the quarterback again? I can't Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. I, I think he's going to be extremely exciting. Uh, just to throw a couple out there, and I'm going to name these last two, uh, three really quick. The Giants, because I want to see them. They're in aptitude. The Rams, because I just kind of see whether they can do it again and actually make it back. And the Jaguars, because they now have Nick Foles. I, I'm going to say that people are overhyping Nick Foles. He is not that good, and we will see this season because they do not have that that good of an offense as far as receivers and all that, and they think that he can just lift them up to the playoffs. No, miss me with that. He still has (laughs) the Colts ahead of him. That's better. And the Mm -hmm. Texans, who are better. And the Titans, they can sometimes show up, but they won't really be that great. So, well, Nick Foles is not going to be a difference maker. 
put some respect on Nick Foe's name. He you know is what? an MVP. He's been starter. We 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 really do down him for being the backup and coming in and actually proving himself. He made the throws. He really did win. I don't know whether he does have it in the future, but I do think we should put a little bit more respect on his name. He's not that old. He's early 30s. But you know what he's like? He is Joe Flacco. Look at where Flacco is now. He was a Super Bowl MVP. He was on top of the world with the Ravens. Look at him now. Traded from the original team he was drafted from. And that's yeah. what Nick Foles is going to be. But Mediocre uh, at best. No, trust me, Philly would have rolled with him till he really wanted to retire if they didn't have such a big piece uh, in front of them that they kind of thought was going to be the MVP. Uh, An injury-prone quarterback? Yeah, and Carson but, Wentz. Yeah, I, I, I definitely hear you on that. I definitely hear you, but I don't think they had many choices when it came to future versus what they have now. Um, but um, just throwing out a couple other players, and I want to see what, what your excitement is about these players uh, and watching them this upcoming season. Odell Beckham, because he's now currently uh, just got traded to the Browns. Uh, you got Aaron Donald, who has been showing that he's a great, great defensive player uh, for the Rams. Saquon Barkley and, of course, the Rams, because he balls out when he, he uh, runs the ball. They're going to be have to be heavily dominant on that since they don't have Odell Beckham anymore. Le'Veon okay. Bell with the Raiders. Uh, uh, Baker Mayfield with the Browns also throwing to Odell Beckham and Kyler Murphy being, the, of course, the rookie who's gotten drafted number one in baseball the MLB and also the NFL. Okay, just to go back on a few of those things, mm -hmm. I think that I, I'm excited to see Kyle Murray. Hopefully, he's he's a great quarterback. I'm, I'm excited to see where he goes. Another thing is, even though I really highly dislike the Giants, I feel bad for Saquon Barkley that he has to go through all of this. He is a great player. The dude is a monster. My, he's well, top five in, as a running back. Uh, yeah, uh, I would agree. And the Browns, I'm definitely looking forward to them. Um, yeah, they've been. I think there's a new energy there. Yeah, they're basically the 76ers of the NFL. You know, yeah. the, how the 76ers were the laughing stock. Now the Browns have built up this great team. Um, got a great quarterback that's heading into the future. Um, great running backs, great receivers. So they they really have something to look forward to. Yeah, and I'm, I'm I'm really glad you actually brought that up. It was a subject I actually meant to uh, kind of say earlier when it comes to the 76ers. Um, just like you were saying, just to tie them all together, and then we're going to uh, work our way right into the questions. Um, I personally think that Golden State and the 76ers should propose a trade. I think it's – and let me know whether this sounds good or not. Trade Ben Simmons. For D'Angelo Russell, it works both ways. I I can get on board with that because I, I think that that would actually be great. Perfect. Yes, yeah. Perfect. You got a shooter when you uh, when it comes to Philly and era that would be a legit contender. You got somebody who can control the ball and shoot. And when it comes to Golden State, they'll get somebody who can actually control the ball and ain't where is is not worried about actually shooting the ball. They'll, he'll drive all day. 
That is yeah. literally the most perfect trade. I, it, it came out of nowhere, but I really, really glad you brought it back because I think that would be the best trade out here for both teams. I agree. And another thing is they've also said that they don't exactly expect D'Angelo Russell to stay on the Golden State Warriors. So yeah. the Warriors could be just using him as leverage to get another piece. And I'm telling you, what better piece than to add Ben Simmons the other way around? Because you can actually build around that being those three, even if you lose um, uh, Draymond in, after next year. Because the way the money's working out, it seems like they're going to lose Draymond after the coming year, which Clay will be most healthy after next year. Yeah, I agree. But you would I have don't... Ben Simmons who's younger than them, too. Sorry, just to throw that in there. Yeah, but I, I don't think the 76ers want to get rid of Ben Simmons. They It, it looks like, um, what's LeBron's guy? Uh, Rich Paul mm-hmm. is trying to talk with the 76ers management to get him an extension. True, true. I, I hear you, but why not bring him to the West Coast? Even if, even if we're proposing that, because I didn't even think about it that way, bring him to the West Coast. It, he is perfect to be in Golden State's uh, system, coaching, uh, development, every part of, for Ben Simmons would spell possible actual championships. And then you got uh, D'Angelo Russell. That is a perfect trade for them. They need a shooter. They, they would be a great defensive team. That would be an amazing team when it comes to Philly if you stick behind Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid was in condition for uh, being an MVP of the league. He really did perform last uh, playoffs where he, of course, had to sit out games and being sick, whatever we want to talk about that. But overall, why not pitch your tent to Joel Embiid? Because I think Ben Simmons is just not best used in Philly when he is the most dominant ball handler in Philly. I agree. It's it's a really great fit, but I don't think it's going to happen. Well, I, I wish that this whisper goes into their ears because I just want to see the product. I actually don't want Golden State to be better, but I just think that's a great product for the NBA. Uh, and we'll, we'll go ahead and close out on that and move into the questions. Um, and this has been So You Think You Know Sports. Uh, we're moving into the questions, which is going to be three questions. They are multiple choice. Your guess is about as good as mine. Uh, they should be somewhere in the range of uh, football and uh, maybe free agency type questions. I kind of requested that um, that subject line, but we'll see where we're at on it and whether I get these right. Go ahead, Mohamed. First question. Which of the following 2019 draft picks did not play for a North Carolina college team? A. Cameron Johnson, B, Keldon Johnson, or C, Nasir Little? Mm. These are a little bit harder because uh, it makes it a little bit hard. Just I remember these names, so it's going to help that I am a North Carolinian. It's it's like a a Carolinian, South and North. But (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, uh, my guess is still going to be possibly as good as yours, depending on where you are from. Uh, but go ahead and repeat the question and answer, Mohamed. Which of the following 2019 draft picks did not play for a North Carolina college team? 
A, Cameron Johnson, B, Keldon Johnson, or C, Nasir Little? See, now if you were paying attention a little bit, just a little bit in these uh, draft picks for 2019, which is the past uh, draft. It happened not too long ago, maybe, but maybe a month ago. Uh, but, hey, you, you might know it, you might not. And yeah. one last time, one last time, it real quick. Okay, which of the following 2019 draft picks did not play for a North Carolina college team? A. Cameron Johnson, B. Keldon Johnson, or C. Nasir Little. Well. I know, I know one of these names, and I'm going to go ahead and answer. You've had enough time, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, I would say is Kelton Johnson uh, B. That is correct. Yeah. Okay. Good, because I actually wasn't sure with Nazir Little. Uh, what team did did he play for? Uh, Kelton Johnson. Okay, Kelton Johnson. He played for Kentucky. I thought it was, I knew it wasn't a North Carolina school, but and also uh, the other players going to say him out for people. Cameron Johnson, he played for UNC Chapel Hill, and his teammate Nasir Little played for UNC Chapel Hill. Yeah, perfect. Now, uh, go ahead. Next question. What was the mascot of the AAU team that Ja Morant and Zion Williamson played on together? Hmm. A, Hornets, B, Bobcats, or C, Knights? Ah, I actually really like this question. I don't, I, I don't know the answer, but I like the question. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you're going to have to have your ears to the street to know the mascot out here. <laughs> <laughs> the the but, team uh, name kind of gives it away, so I, I wasn't going to say the, the team name, but. Okay, that's good, because I was really about to have you repeat the question and was hoping you answered it uh, by saying the question. But go ahead and just, just repeat the question as you have, have it. What was the mascot of the AAU team that Ja Morant and Zion Williamson played on together? A, Hornets, B, Bobcats, or C, Knights? Actually, you, you kind of made it hard, even knowing as a uh, North Carolinian, the Knights used to be, I think, the hockey team. It wasn't the hockey team. It was, it was one of the um, teams in Charlotte. So that that was a mascot in North Carolina at some point, the Knights. Uh, even the Bobcats, that used to be the Hornets, uh, along with the Hornets being the Hornets. So I will even like the way you proposed the question. Uh, but go ahead and one last time for him, and you'll have enough time once he finished the question and answers. What was the mascot of the AAU team that Ja Morant and Zion Williamson played on together? A, Hornets, B, Bobcats, or C, Knights? Ay, ay, And I'm going to go ahead and answer. This is really like your guess is about as good as mine uh, type thing, because I'm trying to search in my memory to any time I've thought about their AAU team. And I, I don't know. I, I, Give your best guess, guess. But I'm going to guess. And as I said before, when you don't know an answer, you choose C. So I'm going to go with the Knights. That is wrong. Oh, 
It is actually the Hornets. Wow. The South Carolina yeah, Hornets. I thought it was too easy. I, th- I just thought it was you were baiting me. And <laughs> it was it was a double fake. You gave me the double fake. You sham got me. Gotcha. <laughs> but go ahead to the last question. Which of the following 2019 NBA free agents were not a part of the 2011 draft class? A. Kawhi Leonard. B. Chris Middleton. Or C. Kyrie Irving. Mm. It's kind of hard because I'm not really good with the years people got drafted. I just know when they start making an imprint (laughs) on the NBA. Um, Other than LeBron, of course. But (laughs) (laughs) of course. (laughs) But uh, yeah, go ahead and repeat the question and answer for them again. Which of the following? 2019 NBA free agents were not a part of the 2011 draft class. A. Kawhi Leonard, B. Chris Middleton, or C. Kyrie Irving. Mm. And these are quite popular players. You might not know Chris Middleton, but it does make it hard. Yeah, well, Chris Middleton plays for the Milwaukee Bucks. He resigned yeah. with them. Yeah, you're, you're right. Uh, he signed to five years, $178 million, so he definitely made a check uh, when it comes to them. When, one last time, and we're going to meet you on next Wednesday uh, when the next episode does uh, debuts. Hopefully by then, Kawhi will be a part of the Los Angeles Lakers. But go ahead and repeat the question and answer for him. Which of the following 2019 NBA free agents were not a part of the 2011 draft class. A. Kawhi Leonard, B. Chris Middleton, or C. Kyrie Irving. And this is actually quite hard because I'm not good with the numbers on the year, but I don't think Kawhi and Kyrie were drafted in the same year. So I, I'm gonna make it a 50-50 on this one and I don't know why but I attached Middleton and Kawhi together a little bit more than the others so I'm gonna say but I kind of think Kyrie did get drafted in 2011 no no I'll say Kyrie see that's wrong (laughs) it's Chris Middleton wow wow uh, I know you were grinning when I said it's gonna be a fifty-fifty. <laughs> How about a nothing, nothing? <laughs> yeah, Chris Middleton. He was drafted the next year in 2012. Uh, I, I should have thought about the obvious. Who would know when he's drafted? <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you go back and look at all these questions, it's obvious. Yeah, yeah but uh, it's so you know. Uh, Side is always 50-50 in hindsight, but <laughs> we definitely have had a lot of fun. Uh, I'd love to uh, come back and tell you that Kawhi is a member of the Los Angeles Lakers. Not me. We'll meet- <laughs> of course, he doesn't want everybody on the Lakers. But we'll meet you on the uh, next week on Wednesday, and where we will talk more about NFL. We'll break down matchups and teams uh, formed when it comes to the NBA, and maybe we'll fit in some UFC. Uh, So this has been So You Think You Know Sports. Good night.